are Do you think you're what they say you are Ricky Lee, superstar Do you think you're what they say you are It's showtime with Ricky Lee Thank you for joining me here on 101.5 Huntley Community Radio. If you are ever outside of the broadcast area, you can listen live at HuntleyRadio.com. You can also conveniently find It's Showtime with Ricky Lee as a podcast. When we watch a movie or sit in a theater for a live show, we often become so enthralled in the characters that they're playing that we forget that the actors we are watching are real people with lives outside of entertainment. One reality of many people's lives is raising a family. For actors and actresses, that can often mean putting their performance ambitions on hold while they tend to their children. So what happens once the kids are back in school? Well, we resume our careers, of course. Joining me today is actress Amy Kleiman, who, like many others, put her performing career on hold to tend to her family and is now getting back into the scene. We'll be talking about what it's like to resume your career after a few years away. Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So what I love to do first is get a little background. Let let the listeners know who we're talking to. So when when did the performance bug hit you? So growing up, I always loved doing theater. I went to, uh, I grew up outside of Detroit. I grew up going to Cranbrook Theater School every summer for, I don't know, eight years maybe. Um, love, just always loved theater growing up. In high school was one of the theater people at my high school. I did not study it in college, which we can talk about later, kind okay. of coming back into the world, not having a theater degree, what that kind of looks like. Um, just grew up always really loving it, always loving singing and acting, not much of a dancer. <laughs> and then after college, then then you started performing in like community theater shows or? So I got a little discouraged in college, I went to the University of Michigan, and I tried to do some theater there, not being in the theater program. And I Mm. found that to be very, very challenging. A little clickish, huh? Just, yeah, really hard to kind of break into that world. And so I kind of, I stopped. And um, I was really fortunate after college, I spent six months traveling in Australia by myself. And I was alone, and I had never traveled alone before. And I realized the beauty of that was really recognizing how powerful it is to have no outside influence on you. And I missed singing tremendously. And so when I was there, I would go to bars and I would sing with the band. And when I came home, I realized I really missed this. And so I moved to Chicago for graduate school to get my master's in social work at Loyola and started just auditioning for little things. Um, you know, nothing, nothing professional, just little things here and there. And then when my husband and I first got married, same thing, just some little productions, some community theater, some small things in the city, and then took a break for 10 years. So kind of when I just got excited to get going, we had to put the brakes. I want to go back to your, your 
visit in Australia. Because what you just described was kind of like a walkabout, which, you know, uh, a, a, a almost spiritual like journey of, yeah. of rediscovery. Uh, and so yours wasn't in the desert in Australia. Yours was in the cities and the bars singing with bands. But and yet it was that kind of experience, it sounds like to me. It was. I was there and. I met wonderful, wonderful people everywhere I traveled, people I lived with, people I would travel with for brief periods. But at the end of the day, I could just make whatever decision I wanted. And I think it was really great for me to just get back to who I was at my core. And I I wanted to sing. I wanted to be performing. So would you say, as a performer, your preference is musical since you're a singer or do you because I've I've seen you in a couple shows and I have not seen you in a musical yet. Um, but uh, so I, it's just interesting to, to find out what your preferences are. So this has been actually a really big life transition for me. I always grew up doing musicals. That was always what I you know, I had Broadway headlights on and I always loved singing the most. And I always felt like when I sing, like it was sharing a part of my soul. Like I felt like, oh, this feels like nothing, like nothing else, like nothing else I can do or share with people. And as I've gotten back post kids back into the theater world in Chicago, and I'm trying to make my way more into the city, I've realized that there's a lot more straight theater opportunity in Chicago. There's wonderful theaters that do musicals. And right now they're not the ones casting me. So I started focusing more on straight theater and honing in my skills and taking classes and found myself loving it a completely different way. And the best way I can describe it is that when I when I would sing, I would feel like I was sharing my soul. And when I'm doing just acting, it feels like unzipping myself and letting people see like all of my insides. It feels vulnerable in a completely different way and i love it oh that is such a great way to describe it now do you still sing separately from theater i do i have two voice teachers that i still study with to make sure i'm always in shape and i still audition for musicals so just you know waiting for the i'm a big believer you get the roles you're you get the roles you get when you're supposed to. So um, I know that'll be on the horizon. And for right now, I keep my voice in shape and I sing all the time just for myself or I did a cabaret. I did a couple cabarets last year. So I do like to still keep in that space. Okay, so let's talk about coming back to acting. Um, as you said, you've, you've become a totally different You've, you've opened yourself up to a totally different kind of performing. Where did it start? What was the first steps, to, you know, deciding, okay, I'm, I've, I've got the time now. I have the availability. I'm going I'm to do this. I definitely don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody yeah, does, right? Are true. Um, it was 2017. And at that point, my kids were nine, seven, and four. So a lot of time was definitely not on my on my day. Right. And I said to my husband one day, I think it's time. I really miss theater. And he said, are you sure this is a good time? And I said, well, no, it's there's not going to be a good time. And I don't want to wait until all of our kids have left the house because then I'm waiting a really long time. So I just jumped back in. And my first show in 2017 was uh, I was Fiona in Brigadoon. 
Mm. And that was community theater production. It was beautiful. I made beautiful friends. I loved being back in the community. I felt a part of something. I grew up always having a group of friends and now we're all scattered all over the country. And since moving to Chicago, I have really wonderful friends, none of whom are friends with each other. I have a (laughs) lot of individual friends and it was my first time in a really long time being back in a group and I loved it. I really missed it. So I thought, oh, I'll do this one. And then who knows, maybe I'll never get cast in another show ever again. Uh, And then I went right from that into uh, another community theater production of Into the Woods, where I started off as a stepsister, but then got promoted to the baker's wife. So that was a really wonderful, I loved that role. Um, And I still, though, after every show I did, I kind of got into a chain of doing show after show because I had this really deep-seated fear that I was never going to get cast in something else, and this was my very last chance, Mm -hmm. and kept getting cast in things. And then I decided to take some classes at Acting Studio Chicago, where I can't say enough. I think they are the most tremendous acting school. Well, let's and talk I, about that. Let, yeah. What what made you pick them and what stands out about their program? So I wanted to start dipping my toe in the water of not only auditioning for community theaters, and I really wasn't sure how to do that and or if I had the skill. And again, I was coming back to this after 10 years and Chicago has a lot of talent yeah, and a lot of 20 somethings with their theater degrees. And I would go to auditions and literally say to myself like, oh, I didn't get the memo that I was supposed to wear this kind of dress with this kind of shoe. And it was really intimidating. Um, and I needed I needed a mind shift mm-hmm. to, you know, I wasn't 25 competing against 25 year olds. I was, you know, I think I was 37 at that point. Um So, yeah, so I found a class at Acting Studio that focused on auditions so that I could get comfortable doing that. And I just found all of their classes. I've studied with a few different teachers there. Now I've taken, I think, five classes there at this point. And I just find their method. They do um, Shirtleff. Hope I'm saying that right. Um, You know, finding, focusing on relationships and finding humor even when you're doing work that isn't particularly humorous and finding different ways to play things and different actions so that you're making things more interesting and I just because I don't have a theater degree and didn't study it I never learned methods you know I always just did what felt natural and it felt nice to have some actual guidelines to to follow and my teacher said to me I would like you to commit to doing your last community theater show. And I do wanna, hold on, I wanna back up one sec because I think community theater is really important and really beautiful. And I never, ever, ever, when I talk about this shift for me, I never want it to come across that I think there is less value in it or anything like that, because that is absolutely not what it is. For me wanting to move forward as this being my career and not only a hobby, this felt like the next step for me. So that was really the shift. It had nothing to do with the quality of work being done or the people. It was that I wanted this to be my career. And that really meant moving out of that space into more professional work. A mindset. It's a change in mindset. 
Yeah, absolutely. And she said, I want you to to pick a date and say, okay, that's going to be my last community theater show. And then she said, I just want you to give it one year where you're auditioning at other theaters and getting into the city. And I started to cry. And she said, you know, you're probably used to being close to the top of the pack and you have to be comfortable being maybe in the middle of the pack. And I started to cry so hard. And I said, I just want to be in the pack somewhere. I'm so afraid I wouldn't be in the pack at all. And, but I did it. She really motivated me. And I trusted that she wasn't lying to me, that she wouldn't tell me you should go out and do this if she thought, oh, but she's really gonna suck. (laughs) (laughs) You're Um, listening to It's Showtime with Ricky Lee on 101.5 Huntley Community Radio. If you are at work and can't get us on the radio, you can stream all our programming at HuntleyRadio.com. You can also listen to It's Showtime with Ricky Lee anytime you want as a podcast. Today, I have the great pleasure of chatting with actress Amy Kleiman. We're talking about what it's like coming back to acting after a few years away tending to family, as well as some other of the other real-life challenges that actors often face. Now, Amy, you made a a, a distinct decision at the urging of your acting teacher that you're going to do one last community theater show, and then it just focused on professional, you know, and and building a new reputation for yourself. Mm -hmm. Part of doing that is a lot of auditions. Yes. And I have, I, I think a lot of actors have insecurities um, and 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 I was wondering how you deal with insecurities in the audition process. Oh, uh, for a while, when I started going to really what I for me felt really big auditions, the Marriotts, the regionals, where I you know I haven't worked yet, but I would go, I would throw up. Oh wow, wow, that's I'm not serious. saying that was a healthy coping mechanism. <laughs> that was my anxiety talking. Um, I really have audition anxiety, so it would really get to me. And then a good friend of mine, Melanie Keller, who is a brilliant actress in Chicago, told me every audition's an audition for your next audition. And I really took that to heart and really thought, you know what, especially at these theaters where in my head I was like, you don't really have a chance, which I shouldn't say. And that's another thing I need to work on. I started saying to myself, though, then just use this as practice. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it is true. Everyone just gets you more comfortable for the next one. I and... used to go on auditions for shows I had no interest in in being cast in, just to be in the audition process and get the nerves out when it didn't matter to me. I mean, I'm not saying any audition doesn't matter, but for me. That show wasn't a priority. I just wanted to do the audition for the practice. Okay. Do you do you embrace something like that? Um, I think I try to go into every audition thinking there's a chance I could get this. Right. So that I would never put myself in a position to have to either turn something down or um, just with my life and my kids and our schedule. Sometimes it's very hard to fit in. Oh, when will a show work? Yeah. I like to be very upfront when I go to auditions. That's something that's really, really important to me through this process is just um, integrity and honesty and being authentic about who I am. And I do have a family and a crazy schedule. And at first I felt like I needed to hide that. Really? 
I I was worried places wouldn't hire me if they thought, oh, well, she has little kids at home and she's going to someone's going to get sick. But the truth is, I have little kids at home and someone's going to get sick or have a school break or whatever it is. And if a theater doesn't want me because of that, then it's not somewhere I want to work. And so exactly became a good shift for me to be aware of. And I would never want to go to an audition with them assuming I'm available and then find out I'm not. So I haven't really gone to auditions that it was a show that I wouldn't want to do. Um, obviously some, like you said, you're more invested in some than mm-hmm. others. You know, some I can go and then walk away and let it be. And some I get a little more obsessed over. I think all of us, I assume all of us do that. I hope it's not just me. <laughs> now, now, I mean, anxiety uh, at auditions is, is very common in, in actors. Um, are there any other things that, that have throughout your, you know, either career or life have been challenges that you feel you've really conquered and, and or, or worked on in a way that you, you, you feel really positive about? I do. I think I really, again, when I... If we're still talking about acting, mm-hmm. I think just my level of um, imposter syndrome coming back was really high. Yeah. And getting comfortable telling people I was an actor, knowing the next question would be, well, what show are you in? And if I wasn't being like, oh, I don't you know. Does that mean I'm not an actor? And But that's silly because no actors are working all the time. Right. And it really more for me was just an identity I needed to be comfortable with and so and, and that is something I have now, you know, without fear, when people say, what do you do? I tell them I'm an actor and I'm a mom. And those are my two main identities. Now, you all are there any things, anything that you are working on right now? I've seen you in a couple of shows that you've done in the past. Are there any projects that you're working on now? I am currently doing kind of stage two of a, child, a new children's musical called Jungle Gym. We did the table read in the fall, and it is just delightful. The music is, I was singing it for weeks. It is just so lovely and fun. And so the next step of that is at the end of March uh, into early April. We have a couple days of rehearsal. And then on April 2nd, we're doing a semi-staged, an enhanced staged reading, we are calling it. So some costumes, some props, some set. I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's a really lovely group. And that experience actually is probably the most intimidated I've felt in a room where the production staff I was working with, the other actors I was working with, where I looked around and thought, I don't know who invited me to this table. I don't know that I should be here. And for those couple of days, I really, really had to work hard in telling my little voices to just back off. And that I am here and I deserve to be here Um, because they were real noisy those couple of days. Real, real noisy. But I I made it through and we had a wonderful time and we're moving on to this next stage as they continue to workshop the show. And I'm really happy to be a part of it. And I hope I can continue to be a part of it as long as it's as it's in, you know, workshop. Now, where is this going to be? So this is going to be. It's Sunday, April 2nd at 1 o'clock at the Madison Street Theater in Oak Park. Okay. And, um, and free is, to families. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Free to, free to families to come see it. Oh, it's it's free to family. Oh, excellent. Excellent. That's awesome. And what is the, the group putting it on? Is there a theater company? 
So CPA Theatricals okay. creates new works. Oh. So the, the gentleman who owns the rights to Jungle Jim, which used to be a cartoon, he wanted a he wants to make a resurgence of Jungle Jim. So he asked for them to create a stage production for children. And the production team is literally out of this world. And it's so fun. I love children's theater. I would actually be really thrilled for that to be my long-term career. I love children's theater. You know, I, I am one who traditionally hates matinees. I do not okay. like to do matinees, except for children's theater. In mm -hmm. children's theater, matinees are the most fun shows that you do. Um, so, yeah, there is a special, special quality to, to, to children's theater that just kind of um, makes your heart glow a little bit. I it think. does. Well, I think there's still the magic. And I've done a handful of TYAs since I started doing theater again before the pandemic. I did a few TYAs and my kids would come. And it was funny because my youngest, she was very nervous when I was still in costume. She wouldn't talk to me. She was young enough to still really be lost in the magic of it, which I loved so much. And then afterwards she would find it confusing. And I, but I loved that because it feels so real. Yeah. Um, my, my son Tino came to every show I did until he moved to Los Angeles. Okay. And so he, you know, we had to like, I had to talk to his mom some, you know, it's like, is he old enough to see One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you know, and, and, you know, we figured out, but he, he was up for, for all of them. And, and it's, it's something special when your kids get to see you. you it know? is, it is. This last one was particularly funny that you saw. It runs in the family. Yeah. Because the ages my different kids are, their response to it was so funny. My oldest is 14. And I think he was a little uncomfortable with the like innuendo in the show. I think yes. it made him a little uncomfortable. And then my 12 year old just thought it was hilarious because he's a 12 year old boy. Right. And my daughter thought all of the physical stuff in the show was super funny, but everything else just kind of went over her head. So they all had really different reactions to it. It was really cute. So what is your focus now? What do you, I know you're doing Jungle Gym and you're excited about that. In terms of auditions and career goals, where is your focus right now? Um, so I have a funny relationship with goals in theater because I don't know that I have an end goal, right? Is the end goal working at a regional theater? Is the end goal a tour is that I don't know. I don't have really an end goal. My main goals are especially because when I'm in a show, it does take me away from my family a lot. So really my main goals are around the work I'm doing. So I want to be doing work that feels important to me. I want to be doing work that I feel like pushes me and makes me grow as an actor. So working with people who I do feel intimidated by, right? Like playing tennis with somebody better than you. I love being in that setting because it pushes me. So that's always a goal is to work with people who push me to be better. Um, this year, we're doing a lot of traveling as a family, which is tremendous and wonderful. And I'm endlessly grateful for it. And it's making it a little tougher to fit in shows. So I'm trying to fit in with you know, reaching out to directors and saying, are you doing any readings that I could be a part of? Mm. Trying to fit in little things here and there. And something else that I'm, you know, just trying to figure out. Like, there was a play I was reading the audition for the other day and I got really excited about it. 
and then realized the production is in the fall and my son is the kicker on his high school football team. And I thought, oh, well, if I do this show, I'm going to miss all of his games. And so I really wrestled with what to do because it was a show I thought would be really fun. And then I realized there will be so many shows and I will never regret being at his football games. So it wasn't an easy choice. I'll be honest. Some people thought like, why is this even a question for you? But knowing that I'm limited this year on what I can do, and that was a show that fit into my schedule, it was it was a hard decision. Um, so that comes into play a lot when deciding what to do. So right now I'm just watching auditions for kind of late summer, fall, winter. I would love to have something lined up so that I know it's that I know it's there and I'm not stressing about it and have something on the horizon. Um, so we'll see. And do you focus mainly on theater or do you expand into television or film auditions as well? What kind of projects do you look at? Uh, I'm represented by Chicago Talent Network, and they have been really lovely and actually so supportive of the fact that I have a family, which is wonderful. I do submit auditions for things for them, commercials, industrials. They're a non-union agency. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. I have a lot of face for camera. It's real expressive and I have a hard time toning it down for camera work. It's something I work on all the time. I took an on-camera class actually at Acting Studio, and I remember when my teacher said, I'm going to need you to stop moving your eyebrows so much. And I said, oh, I don't control them. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, but again, especially for camera auditions, just submitting them, I feel like they're getting better and better. And I book stuff occasionally. I have booked a few. and that one especially, though, if they're out of town, that's really hard. So um, I wouldn't say I do as many auditions for that, but it's it's fun. You dip your toes in. Yeah, I dip my toe in. I like to get the experience, especially now that even live theater auditions are a lot on tape. Getting just more comfortable creating a tape is so important. You've been listening to... It's Showtime with Ricky Lee on 101.5 Huntley Community Radio. Remember that you can always listen to It's Showtime with Ricky Lee as a podcast. Today, I've had the great pleasure of sharing time with the wonderfully talented actress, Amy Kleiman. I've had the chance to see Amy in two recent productions, and I can tell you that she is killing it. If you see the name Amy Kleiman in the cast list, it is a show that you will want to make plans to see. Amy, I have had such a pleasure talking to you. I hope you will come back in the future and tell us about more of your success stories. I would love to. Fantastic. Well, we will see you in the spotlight. Thank you so much.